0: We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. God does not answer prayer on the basis of friendship. Now, realize also that in this story that he's telling, This man couldn't be God because God doesn't sleep. Besides that, he doesn't have a family that's in bed with him. So what Jesus is doing is simply trying to put over a point to you that will open your understanding to prayer and how that we should approach God and how we should stand in faith to receive what we have need of. Certainly this man is not God here but it's just simply an illustration and a story. Now, he said, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity. Now, let's talk about the word importunity for just a little bit because in doing a word study on that, I found some things that I think is quite interesting. The word importunity comes from two Greek words. One of them is A-N-E-U, which means without and then the other word is a-i-d-o-s which means bashfulness so the literal meaning would be without bashfulness it would mean barefacedness or boldness or without shame Now that's what importunity means Now, I know that you've heard it preached this way, and you know, I don't know, but what I've probably preached it that way myself years ago or taught it that way, that it was persistence of faith that caused this man to get what he needed. But it was not persistence alone. Now, that's the point I want to get over to you because so many people say, well, now, the importunity means persistence. That means to just keep on keeping on and just keep hounding God, you know, and eventually he'll give in. Well, now, that's the idea we've had of God, that you just have to hound him and just trouble God and just wear him down. And eventually, he'll give in and give you whatever it is you have need of. Well, now, you know, if I knew God was doing that, I wouldn't serve a God like that. God's not schizophrenic. He's not saying, I'm willing to give you and ask you'll receive, then say, no, but you're going to have to ask 387,000 times before I'll give it to you because I just want to see if I can wear you down. No, that's not God at all. What he's trying to get over to us here, it was the man's boldness or barefacedness, the unashamedness that caused him to come for the man at midnight. Now listen to what Jesus said. Though he will not give him because he is his friend, God does not answer prayer on the basis of friendship. Now, Even though this man is not considered to be God, it's just an illustration, yet Jesus is portraying to you the fact that God does not answer prayer on the basis of friendship. You see, you could be friends with God. Jesus said to the disciples on one occasion, he said, I call you no more servants but friends. Now, it makes a difference when you're a friend with God or you're a friend with Jesus. In the days of the New Testament, when people would come to the Lord or to a king, and if it was his friend, they would let him in immediately at the gate. But if it was not his friend, then they would have to go in and tell the king who it is and try to find out something about him before they would let him in. They did not have immediate access, you see, to the king. So what Jesus is portraying to the disciples that you're no longer servants but friends, that you have immediate access to me. And we have immediate access to God. So God does not answer prayer on the basis of friendship. And I think this is where many people get mixed up and they lose some revelation concerning prayer when they get confused on the matter because they think that God is going to answer their prayer because, well, you know, I've been so good and God and I are friends and, you know, we're not at odds with each other. and uh, So I just, I've been a pretty good guy, so God will answer my prayer. Now, the Apostle Paul had something to say about that kind of thinking. And uh, I think it would be good if we had just turned to that and look at it, because Galatians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul makes this statement in verse 10. He says, For as many are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in the things which are written in the book of the law. Now, what's he saying? He said, if you're trying to operate under the law, you're under the curse. Then he comes on down to verse 13, says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Now, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. But yet, Paul in the same chapter says, As many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Now, see, there's some of you that's been praying and thinking you're going to get your prayers answered because you're friends with God or because you've done good things and you ought to merit getting your prayers answered. You see, under the law, it was because of what they did that they merited favor with God. If they kept the law, then they merited favor, see. Their righteousness was according to how they kept the law. There was a limited righteousness under the old covenant, see. No men were born again under the old covenant. So when an individual comes to God on the basis today under the new covenant, on the basis of their right or their merits to get their prayers answered, then you're coming under the old law again. And Paul says, if you're of the works of the law, you're under the curse. So that'll really keep your prayers from being answered. God is not impressed with your good works or your good deeds. Now, don't misunderstand me. Certainly, you ought to do good things, and you ought to do good works. But it doesn't give you favor in the eyes of God. Now, what it does do, it gives you a clear conscience before God. That's why Paul said holding the mystery of faith in a pure conscience. And you see, some of you have been in situations where that you couldn't believe God because you had done things you knew was wrong. You walked in known sin or you got tripped up and deceived somehow and you knew you were out of fellowship with the Father God and therefore you had no faith in your prayers. Well, you see, they'll do that for you because you get yourself under the curse. You don't have any faith in that. Now, let's go back here then to what Jesus is trying to transfer to us in the way of knowledge and understanding in Luke 11th chapter again. Now listen to what Jesus said in verse 9. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Now that's pretty simple, isn't it? You know what religion has made things hard. Jesus never did make anything hard. He said, ask and it shall be given you. Now I don't know of any simpler way to put it. Somebody said, well, now that couldn't be true because you have to ask in faith. Well, that is right. You have to ask in faith, you see, because you have to judge this scripture in the light of other scriptures. Now, if you don't do that, you're going to get an error in the Bible. You interpret the Bible in the light of the rest of the Bible. So it'll keep you out of trouble. So Jesus is simply saying that if you ask and you ask in faith, you'll receive. But now then the Amplified Bible comes out with another deal. And um, don't misunderstand me. I'm not fighting the Amplified Bible. I think it's a good Bible, all right. But people just need to know how to use it and to understand what all the little asterisks and what all the little marks around it mean because sometimes people read that and the notes that the translators put in there and they take that to be the Word of God. When it's not the Word of God, it's something that the translator decided should be in there. And it could be right or it could be wrong. And I'm convinced that many times it is wrong. It's a wrong interpretation. But, you see, if you understand what the little brackets mean, it means it's added by the translator and or maybe there's a little footnote down there. Now, the Amplified says concerning this scripture here, it says, ask and keep on asking. Well, now, you see... When you look at that immediately, there was something went off on the inside of me. And, you know, just like Bell saying, alarm, 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 that's wrong, that's wrong, because it does not agree with Jesus' teaching. Now, I'm sure they meant well. And I'm convinced that the people that translated that probably had more understanding and more education than I have. But yet, sometimes, people are educated beyond their ability to use their education in a practical sense. Now, the statement that they put in the Amplified is this, that this is in the present imperative, and it's often repeated. Well, now, I don't doubt that. If they say it's in the present imperative, I assume it is. I wouldn't argue with that at all. But yet, it could not be repeated in this instance Because if it were repeated in this instance, then it would violate everything that Jesus taught about prayer. Now, I'm going to let that hang there a little bit. Because Jesus never did teach to pray and keep on praying about the same thing. Now, I know there's a few places where you think he did. But we're going to cover that before this series is over and give you some understanding in that light. See, interpret the Bible in the light of the rest of the Bible. Now, when you read that in the Amplified, and it says, ask and keep on asking, then just stop and go study what Jesus said about it. Now, in the sixth chapter of Matthew, it's very evident that it contradicts what the Amplified says concerning that. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7231, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. It's entitled, Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. That's the only fight that's <laughs> worth getting into is the good fight of faith because I'll tell you what, if you're fighting any other fight than the fight of faith, you're going to lose. You know, I hear so many people talking about they're just fighting the devil day in and day out. They're fighting the devil. Well, they're in a fight. They're going to lose because Jesus has already won over the devil. And in the Word of God, if you'll take God's Word, you can overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil— Just like Jesus did. You know, when Jesus was here on earth, when Satan came to tempt him, he just said, It is written. It is written. It is written. I mean, it shook Satan's kingdom beyond repair. He couldn't handle Jesus because he wouldn't get off the Word of God. So if you're fighting any other fight than the fight of faith then you're going to lose. Jesus has already fought the fight and won the battle, and the Word of God is the guarantee that it'll work. Submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, is what James, the brother of Jesus, said. Now, that's important. He didn't say fight the devil. He said resist the devil. Well, how do you resist him? With the Word of God. I mean, he can't stand the Word of God. It's the two-edged sword. It is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And if you'll use the Word of God, quote the Word of God, proclaim the Word of God, but James said, first of all, submit yourself to God. Now, so many times people don't submit themselves to God. Well, that's offer number 7231. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling total of $19. It's entitled, Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.